do we need to do this again? I, you know, I've had enough of you forget my name every time. We gotta do this three, four times. Hey! <laughs> uh, you know, I felt like we got pretty close to that. Every single person that was there was, had to pay $2,000 to go. The part where they booed at Sanders and he's like, really? Boo. He's yeah. like, really? Really? Yeah, because Bloomberg was like, oh, yeah, I'll pay for all these seats. 50K, no problem. I'm going to put all my boys there. And there's like, anytime Sanders says anything, boom. And he's like, you know, up there being like, uh, you know, universal health care is a good idea. It doesn't matter what country it comes from. Everyone's like, boo. Just like, Okay. Yeah, but I mean, this also file, you know, falls into the narrative of, um, you know, anti quote unquote extreme political candidates and like pro moderate candidates, right? Like we see, you know, of course the the counter argument which Pete Buttigieg put up was that America, the American people, deserve a choice. But like I've said a hundred fucking times, not having a choice, like not being able to make a fucking choice is much more egregious than getting rid of a fucking billion, multi-billion dollar uh, industry that is the insurance industry, right? So it's not like, when, when Pete Buttigieg says that people have a choice, it's so ridiculous. It's such a nonsensical, like, intentionally chaotic, disruptive argument because people don't have a fucking choice, regardless. And if you make... You know, expanding universal health care isn't go- uh, Obamacare isn't going to change that fact. Mm. So, you know, what we have is obviously people to judge in the, in the pocket of insurance companies. And still to this day, it's like many middle upper middle class white Americans don't understand this thing and consider Bernie Sanders a radical, which which we talked about a couple episodes ago, like the Hegelian dialectic, like. Nothing about this man is radical. Like, there's nothing radical about universal health care. Mm. 32 of 33 developed nations have it. We're the only one who doesn't. It's fine. Like, it's literally so, like, Derek can obviously attest to this having the, what is it, the the NH, what the fuck is the one in, in England? That, the, the National NH, Health? I, yeah, I mean, the National. It's like, what is it called? National Health something? Yeah, the NHS. But there's a lot of problems yeah. with the NHS, for sure. Yeah. Specifically the NHS, though. Like now I'm on TK, which is like Germany has several public health cares. So what they do is they have like three different. So one of the arguments against the Medicare for all is there'll be no competition. The way that Germany does it is there is public health care, but it's run by three different companies. And they also have price caps on everything. So the government put price caps on, you know, how much your diabetes medicine can be, how much uh, tooth filling can be how much a root canal can be, how much surgery on your leg can be. There's like price caps for everything. So you can still have a private insurance company if you want, but there's literally no point because there's no profit to be made. And that's the sort of, you know, issue of modernity, right? Like we, you know, American society kind of came up in this and I mean, the global society, I apologize, like global society came up in this in America was really left behind. Germany implemented this in 1880. So, yeah. I mean, this this is almost, you know, two centuries old. You know, it's a century and a half old. Yeah, just so people know, like, it was illegal for insurance companies to prof- to make profits in America until the 60s, like the early 60s. Like, that's when all that sort of began to change, right? So it's not like uh, you, these things that existed forever in America, like you know, these boys fucking around now, it's just like, now they have such an important 
insane lobby that they can just do whatever the fuck they want. And it's it is like we talked about it a couple episodes ago, like the sending people to doctors' offices to be like, "Hey, you check out my opioid." It's like better, less addictive. Oh, yeah. You know that oxycotton was developed to be non-addictive, non-habit forming, non-abusive. Hey, it's liter- you know what I'm saying? It, it, they're like, hey, it's a time release, so don't worry about nothing. These people are just going to get pure pain relief, and there's going to be no uh, euphoria. These people are going to hate taking this oxycotton. I tell you, <laughs> I put licorice gonna flavor hate it in there so much. I put yeah. a little bit of licorice flavor in there, and these people are not going to want to touch those things after a couple days. So they were getting into the debate. It was like it was worse than the fucking the WWE. Um. They were just talking over each other to, like, the craziest degree. Yeah, and it's, like, also, to, like, talk about debates in general, like, the first debate happened in 1960 between JFK and Nixon, and it's, like, there was no fucking crowd, there was nobody, it was just, I mean, this was, okay, granted, president, all right, so, we never talked about this, primary debates, obviously much different than presidential debates. Primary debates, it's literally, like, a fucking WWE match, dude, like, fucking, you know, Mankind comes out, all of a sudden fucking, you know, The Undertaker's there, fucking somebody jumps out, this guy's flopping in there, dude, fucking, who knows, dude, what's gonna happen, they're stone cold, it's like all, it's like fucking chaos, it's nonsense, there's like basically no fucking rules, like presidential debates though, it's usually like, they ask a question, you have like 45 seconds to two minutes to answer, right, so, and they have like a clock, and then you fucking stop talking, but, the problem that we're having now with uh, primary debates is that they're they're turning into this mess where where like Bloomberg hired a bunch of literal actors to sit there and boo Bernie Sanders because Bernie Sanders is like, hey, I don't want uh, you know five hundred thousand Americans to die because of lack of health care, and everyone's like, boo, boo, you <laughs> radical man, you're radical. Really? And he's like, what? He's like, what? Really? The, what is happening? Yeah, it's like a fucking joke. And so, really, what you need. I was listening to an interviewer. Uh, I was what the fuck am I saying? I was listening to an interview with one of the moderators, and he was talking about. It. He's like, "Yeah, we can't have crowds." He's like, "There needs to be no crowds." He's like, "There needs to be a small group of like thirty to sixty press people, and yeah. like people shouldn't be clapping." And because also, what you're doing is like what you're you know. Look at these the time narrative. limits. We're watching a, like some of these debates like two fucking hours, like minus commercials and shit. What do we get? Fifteen minutes of actual dialogue between one of the candidates? Like what the fuck out of sense does that fucking make? Like, I watched this thing for two hours to hear Bernie Sanders speak for fifteen fucking minutes. Like, this is a fucking joke. Because people are fucking clapping, people are fucking yippee kaye, fucking cowboy booting, fucking tapping their feet. Motherfuckers, dude, need to shut the fuck up and let these people fucking have a discussion. It's like the problem is that when they're cheering for a certain thing, they're directing the narrative of the actual debate. Well, I mean, that's the problem is, is like they're trying to like, to your point, they're trying to get at that id. They're trying to get at that um, like the most primitive form of all of our emotional drives, right? They're trying to get to that like mob just, mentality. Exactly. So like when they that to your point, like that yelling and fucking hurrah and yippee shit, it just applies. It just zo- it zips right into the id and fucking blows that thing right up so it's like instead of being a rational person and and doing what you know being at you know as we all should as good anti-ideological beings being resistant to propaganda through being cynical right so it's like but sitting there and just like getting caught up in in you know bloomberg's fucking screaming fight it's like 
we suddenly lose we lose that part of ourselves. Yeah. And uh it's that's the reason that in my opinion and obviously your point that we shouldn't have a bunch of fucking goofballs fucking hecking up, you know, joking well, and laughing. I thought I thought for sure we'd have some dropouts by now. I mean, like Klobuchar, go, yeah, go home. it's gonna be super. It's gonna be Super Tuesday. Like I, Super Tuesday is the, is the day where it's gonna be uh, people gonna be dip. Like I understand why Buttigieg is still there because like you know he can argue that he's number two right now, and mm. Biden. There's come on, dude. Like I'm sorry. Like I'm actually starting to feel really bad for him because like. He doesn't know how to speak, man. He doesn't know how to speak, and he's, like, saying crazy stuff, like, Corn Pop's a bad dude, telling lies about fucking trying to see Nelson Mandela and, like... Also, always yelling. Like, like constantly, just, like, at most of the most random times, like, trying to, like, he can't, like, get his point across, so he just, like, starts fucking... Gets his fucking screaming at my wife voice cooking, dude. He's fucking just starts yelling. That's what we call you. That's what we call your type where I'm from. Where are you from, dude? Like 1970? Like, are are you talking about what era you're from? Like, I don't understand what's going on with you. That dude is like, that dude is like the, is like some type of, uh, he's like from a James Cameron movie, like when Arnold Schwarzenegger like jumps into the future. It's like every time there's a debate, Joe Biden comes from fucking 1937 and and reappears in the back of whatever convention hall they're doing it sunglasses in. Sunglasses like, on, yeah, like he's got sunglasses it, yeah. fully naked, and everyone's just like, "It's time. The, this Biden has arrived at the perfect moment." I'm the uh, only one who, I guess, I'm the only one who follows the rules around here. Must be my uh, Catholic I love, dude. He says that Rick. every time, and I love it so much. He's just like. I'm not going to go over my time like everybody else. I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude, you fucking goody two-shoes cunt. And Blo- Bloomberg is like, well, d- we'll learn from 9-11 that it'll- we never know when our time's up. So, Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. And also, like, every every I mean, obviously, like, CBS and, and all the moderators and everyone were attacking Sanders, you know, because who wouldn't see that coming? But it was really surprising to me that the level of Bloomberg passes, dude. He got a big pass in this debate, in my opinion. What do you mean? Like people were like, kept tossing him softballs and he was hitting them. What do you mean? He just wasn't getting as flatly annihilated as he did in the first. I day. mean, I think he. I feel like every time Warren got a shot, she was like, "Oh yeah, she took it." The laid first, it into him. The first thirty minutes, like she went there again. I felt like, yeah, I know. She she was turned up, but I was like, Bloomberg was just obviously more prepared because he knew that, he, like, once he saw himself getting shit on on stage he had enough people around him to teach him how to avoid that exact same scenario which obviously yeah, yeah he, he did get ripped into early but then they chilled the fuck out but it's like the, i just remember the last debate it was like warren slashed him and then sanders would attack him and then biden would attack him and then it was just like everybody was just like bam 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 also i love blue like this just goes to like this next comment fucking all you dummies out there just goes to show you just like Bloomberg. You're not dummies. I fucking love you. What am I saying? I'm going to smooch you in the fucking mouth. Um, wow. That Bloomberg is literally the same exact person as Trump. Um, Diana Taylor uh, about Bloomberg's NDAs. It was bro culture. This is the same exact fucking narrative as locker room talk people. It's fucking insanity, dude. I don't understand how these fucking sexist billionaires like get away with this fucking chaotic nonsense dude i mean with, get, and like I saying know how like they do it. it's they got the money it's dude. bro culture get over it i'm just like uh cool thanks it's bro culture jordan come on yeah it's locker room talk remember that during the fucking 
2016 debate between Trump and Hillary where he just like kept, he was like saying it on national TV. I'm just like, oh god. I know, dude. It just like these these comments is just like Bloomberg and Trump are literally the same man. Like it's such a waste of space to have them on there, and it's like people who consider. Buttigieg and Klobuchar and Biden, even in some degree, Tom Steyer over Sanders just don't realize the political climate. Like you can't, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't understand how many times I have to explain to these fucking sheeple that it's like a moderate does not do well in front of radicalism. It's just that that's just how it goes. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want it to be that way, but that's just how it is. Yeah. Like we can't keep putting moderates in front of extreme Republican candidates because it just doesn't work. Right. Like we see, like, if the entire establishment is now spending every dime they can to attack Bernie Sanders, and it's way too late. Like, you're gonna influence these like 45 year old white women to like maybe, and men to like not vote for Sanders. But when it comes down to fucking nuts and bolts, they're Democrats. They're gonna vote for the Democratic candidate. Yeah, right? uh, definitely. Like for sure. And he and and Sanders has the ability to unite. Um. Not just the left, because like I've said, I've said a billion times, like it doesn't matter who's on the fucking, it doesn't fucking matter who's on the fucking ballot for Massachusetts, because they're going to, you know what I mean? Trump didn't win a single district in 2016. They're going to win this state no matter what, right? It's about the swing states, like, um, hold on, I fucking wrote them down earlier. So like, Trump, uh, Sanders in Michigan, 5% ahead of Trump. Sanders in Ohio, 5% ahead of Trump. F- fucking Ohio, uh, Minnesota, almost 10% of head of, ahead of Trump. Wisconsin, um, they're neck and neck, both at 45.5%. Pennsylvania, 3 points ahead, 3% ahead of, of Trump. Like I've said in other heck, like fucking heck casts, is like seeing somebody up any sort of percentage before November 7th is very, very rare. Usually it's neck and neck up until the day of, right? Even though... Well, name me another um, candidate in history that has just had continued momentum for like four years straight now. Like, Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. And it's like Sanders definitely, dude, he's got the fucking... Name me, name me another 78-year-old gentleman that you have 18-year-olds like stoked on and that's exactly my point dude is like this dude these people that are just like he's too radical it's like it's that it's that radicalism that's going to bring moderate republicans libertarians fucking like anarchists like all these different types of people out to um vote like i have had literally five different people in my dms this week trying to figure out how to vote and like me helping them, you know, check their registration and do all these things so they can vote in the primary for Sanders. Like, these are people like punk kids that I've known or just like random fucking losers that I've known. I'm, you're not a loser. I love you guys. All right. I fucking, I want to smooch This is a second insult to the listeners. I know. From <laughs> Dude, I'm fucking sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I've had a very hostile week. And, um, so it's like these, you know, the people want to do this. These are also like, I had another, another kid who's, uh, registered in new hampshire and he's like i want to switch to you know so i can vote in the primary as a democrat for sanders like people are very excited and interested in in um and voting for him and i i see these also all the time at school like kids walking around with like uh fucking bernie Sa- just holding bernie sanders signs like walking to class at umass boston like 
It's um, yeah. I was, there's I was thinking s- like if he wins president, I wouldn't be ashamed walking around anywhere in the world with with a Bernie on my T-shirt. I was like, yeah, exactly. I really and wouldn't like, feel opposed to doing that. I probably will do that. Yeah, I, I, you know, I have a Bernie shirt that I would definitely wear. Like, I, I do wear going out. But it's like, yeah, if I was going like, you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm going to fucking Grottenberg this summer. I would fucking wear it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. It doesn't fucking matter. It's like because he's just that candidate, and it's people who have just been conditioned to 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 make us like assumptions and disassociate with quote unquote radicalism in the Democratic Party, which isn't radical at all. It doesn't exist. Like this is a narrative that people bought into because Americans consume more media than any country in the world and are so susceptible to propaganda because we are also the least cynical, right? What is the number one way to make yourself ineffectable by propaganda? It is to be cynical, right? Can sit think about what how you're being addressed. Like I think it doesn't matter who's saying it, I always think about it. Like I was listening to Speaker Pelosi earlier talking about um you know meeting with other um members of the democratic party talking about uh unifying behind a certain candidate and it's like at the same time i'm like yeah this is probably just some like checks and balances stuff they're like you know getting ready to announce you know i mean we're still a little ways off but like they're getting ready to you know figure out who we're all gonna get behind and all this shit but it's at the same time i'm just like i don't fucking trust nancy pelosi as far as I can throw her fucking old, you know, corpse across the fucking room or skeleton <laughs> bod, dude. It's like she coming out and endorsing somebody this early. No, no Democrat in the right mind, much less speaker of the fucking house would do because it's it's potential suicide. You think so? For the party. Oh, yeah. For the party. Like, that's the reason why the fuck wouldn't Barack Obama then come out and talk to Joe about Joe Biden? That's his fucking literal boy. It's because, because he told they have but he to also pull- told Joe Biden not to run. That's that's true, but I'm just saying it's like these people, more, you know, more often than not, definitely have tons of people wanting to back them, right? And so, but the, all right, to to tie this in, you kind of made a good a good like segue here is that the fact that Bernie Sanders still has a massive amount of incredibly popular Congress people behind him, right? Ilahan, Alexander Ocasio Cortez, like the fact that he has any congressional support right now. You know, name me five, two, three, one, you know, popular congressional House, Senate, whatever person that's backing another Democratic candidate. And it's like, you can't. And I get that some people are like, yeah, it doesn't fucking matter because like, you know, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders appeal to the same base. But it's like, they kind of do. But also you're talking about like a number of minority women like. Um, Muslim women all supporting Sanders. Like the fact that there's a Muslim immigrant congression, Ilahan congressional person supporting a fucking old Jewish man to run for fucking president is like some of the most progressive shit I've ever fucking heard in my life. And it's like, true. Obviously, the fucking media isn't going to make this seem like a big deal, but a man who's fucking Jewish being backed by somebody who's Muslim, like, I'm not trying to, like, raise, like, a problematic flag here, but these are not two groups of people that, you know, historically have fucking gotten along real good here, people. So it's like, yeah. I see this as a really big deal in a lot of different ways. So suck my nut. Hey. There was that question they asked all the candidates were, what was the biggest, mis- what's the biggest misconception, misconception about you? Misconception about you, and yeah. Bernie Sanders said, the biggest misconception about me is that my policies are radical because they are not. And then other people were uh, Biden, 
my my hair. I didn't is not understand as... anything that guy fucking okay. said. He was Me like, and Christina going talked off, about it dude. pretty much all night last night. We're trying to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, were you just trying to like? It's yeah, because like, I said, can imagine that said, Tina. What's the biggest? They asked him, "What's the biggest misconception about you?" And he said, "My hair is not as long as I. Th- my hair is longer than I think it is. I have my, more hair than I think. I have more hair than I think I do." Tina! Yeah, I can I like I can imagine I, I think it's incredible that a not native English speaker remembers that and also has to explain it to me because I don't I, I as a native English speaker was just like, what the fuck is he saying? I have more I hair like, than I think I do. And then other ones yeah. was like Warren was like, I don't eat food because I do, and we're like, what? And then Klobuchar yeah, was, was like, like, I'm not yeah. boring. And we're like, You're clearly boring. Yeah, you're <laughs> really fucking boring. I'm sorry, Klobuchar. Oh, here's another thing. Another thing is uh, Buttigieg being like, we don't want to go back to 60s politics. And everyone's like, we kind of do want to go back to 60s politics. They got yeah, a lot of shit was done like, in the 60s. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, and the 50s. It's just like, they, uh, yeah, it was, dude, that's a bait. With Sanders and Buttigieg yelling for a while and, and fucking Elizabeth Warren breaking it up, I was like, God damn. But also, like, go off King Sanders. You know what I mean? Go off King. Um yeah, because he just would not stop yelling, and I was, like, waiting. I was like, just keep yelling, Bernie. Just keep yelling. I was like, do not let Buttigieg yell over you. I was like, yell over that tiny rat voice. Yeah, that was the other thing. Is squeaking. Like, there was a lot of, like, offensive yelling and a lot of defensive yelling, I felt like. Some of the, some of the oh, yelling yeah. was just, like, you know, like, even Biden at one point was, like, to, to Tom Steyer was like, you know, shut up. I'm going to talk now. Shut your mouth. I'm gonna slap you around after this. And not he didn't use those exact words. It's not in a direct quote, but pretty close. He was like, I'm gonna fucking shut your mouth. He's like, you dog tooth face liar. You, Ugh, you, I love dog, this. you 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 down dog scallywag. Shut your shut your trap up. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that debate was a fucking absolute shit mess. And then um Yeah, the Dow is you know, made another plunge. Well, the Dow so. made the plunge because uh, Donald Trump put uh, Mike Pence in charge of the coronavirus, the C A R O N A virus, the coronavirus. We pre- we basically have a a vaccine coming very soon, and you have nothing to worry about. And there's only 16 cases, and and actually they're all fine. They're all actually they're at McDonald's right now. I've been taking them all out personally at McDonald's. And he's like, there's no worry, right? And then the media, because the, the CDC was like, there's 60 cases, and it's kind of serious. There's people getting, getting new cases every day, people that haven't even been traveling. Trump didn't like that. Made the media spectacle. Media countered back on him, and then he put Mike Pence in charge to, to face the fallout of his fucking shitty little media spin that he tried to do. G, and like... Like Mike Pence is going to eat it hard because he already has this problem with uh, in his home state. He's like the people with AIDS like deserve to get, don't deserve health care because they got AIDS. Yeah, immoral. Dude. And that's like, some dark shit. Also, him saying his last comment was that we're going to pray away the epidemic. Mm. <laughs> like, holy fuck, dude, that worked really good for the Black Plague. So I can't wait to see how uh, this pans out right. for this for uh, Corona. Uh, Trump's. This is a quote. Trump's plan for the virus so far. Cut winter heating assistance for the poor. Have VP Pence, who wanted to pray away HIV epidemic to oversee the response. Let ex-pharma uh, lobbyist Alex Azar 
refuse to guarantee affordable vaccines to all. Disgusting. It is 100% accurate, dude. And it's like, and and like I said before, people, it's like the, we have the most egregious attack that people are going to make against Sanders out in the open now, right? It is, in fact, the um, socialism, right? This is it. This is the only. Well, I heard some other their... story about how he had some essay in the '80s, and in the essay, it, like talked. He was like, children should be naked and naked all the time, and he's like, and like the Bloomberg campaign was trying to spin it that saying he was a pedophile. I heard that also. Yeah, that is fucking insane. So, well, no one is obviously <laughs> going to believe that because what the fuck <laughs> yeah. does that even mean? They brought it from up. a man. I think who's... they brought it up on Anderson Cooper, and he's and like it should have taken off by now if it was like some real. Yeah, deal. well, a- a- Anderson Cooper has actually been on Bernie's side in like the last three times from speak. So I actually Anderson Cooper is like I don't hate him anymore. So it's like literally right after the debate, Anderson Cooper was like. Yeah, uh, Bernie quoting uh, Barack Obama and then everyone booing him makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah, like, and I was like, yeah. Here's the quote. He's like, actually, everyone who booed and everyone who invited on stage calling him out, everyone was wrong. So. Yep. And uh, and now this, I'm like, Cooper, dude, it's coming through a little bit. I think Cooper sees the fucking writing on the wall. And he's like trying to, he's trying to, you know. I've never really had a problem co- with Anderson Cooper, to be totally honest. It was it was mostly 2016 how much of in the pocket to the Clintons he was. That's what drove me nuts is like he was sucking that Clinton dick mm. hard. Heard. He was all over that thing, dude. And you know how aggressive um, those Clintons are when they're trying to get their dick sucked. They're fucking ag- it's scary, dude. You got to fucking hunker down. Yeah. I, that's what uh, I heard. But they will they will unload cash all over you. Mm. They don't come. They cut it's just like slowly $100 bills come out of their dicks. Yeah, so hopefully coronavirus will kill us all. And then the Dow Jones dropped, and then Trump blamed it on the Democratic debate. And I was just like, okay. Um, uh, he also blamed it on the Center of Disease Control. He also yeah. said that them sending warnings about, he, he said false warnings about the coronavirus, yeah. C-A-R. He spelt it wrong in his tweets. Like, dude, you obviously don't know what you're talking. You can't spell it. The rest of the public that we've been dealing with this, we, we know how to spell it because, first of all, we know how to spell corona. And second of all, it's been in the news, like, literally every day. Like, we see so it he, written down yeah. every day. Clearly, he hasn't seen it written down. Yeah, he blames the Democrats for these things. But here's the thing. Like, once again, no one in America understands how, like, economics works, like, it's not. Here's the. We're what not, is it? The fourth insult get, to the listeners today? Jesus Christ! No, come it's on. Not, I'm just like, hey, come on! I love you. I'm talking. I'm not talking about you, beautiful, perfect angel babies. You're my angel papas that are listening. I'm talking about people who are just like, yeah, Trump's economy is doing so good. Like this, we're getting to Trump's economy like this year. The economy that is like Dow Jones plunges. You know, early last year, early this year, two thousand points barely bounces back. It's like it takes. When you when you step in there and put your policy in like taxes, all these things like your his bun is co- is going to be coming out of the oven this year. Like what we're what we've been going on for the last three years is skating off of Obama era policy. Like you don't just put through a policy and then everything changes overnight. Like stocks are obviously going to like are like so for instance like the Dow Jones. Like what is the Dow Jones? It's basically the value of all the in, the top industry stocks. Yeah. So like all this shit. So it's like things like that are going to be affected, but also like these people are an idiot. It's like imagine if if 
you know, things can be very volatile day by day in the stock market, but it's like there are so many checks and balances and like um, ways to keep business going and like make sure the economy doesn't collapse that it's like anything that he's going to put through isn't going to change anything that drastically for years, right? It takes, if things are balanced like what they they were when Obama left, like it's going to take a lot of time for all this fucking nonsensical shit to collapse the economy, right? Also very surprising that I didn't realize that, I mean, fuck Buttigieg, but him coming out and saying that he's not in favor of total legalization, I was like, this guy is like basically shoot a Republican. Himself, yeah, shoot himself in the foot. Yeah, he's just like, we can't. He's like, uh, I was just like, God damn, dude. And same thing with Bloomberg. Like, Bloomberg also said, like, decriminalize, but don't legalize. So I was like, oh, okay. Okay, I got you. And I was like, so, and he was talking, like, I was just like, everyone can obviously see what he's, but then he said he was like, we need a long-term strategy. And I'm just like, oh, because all your friends that own private and private prisons, which is just modern-day slavery, um, you don't want to take away any of their money, obviously, Bloomberg, because like literally uh, more than 2 million Americans, more than any country in the world incarcerated. What are they? You know what I mean? They make five cents a day pumping out shit from a prison. They're slaves. They're literal slaves. It's honestly this this whole thing is just like everyone is like, yeah, we need to tax the wealthy. Yeah, we want universal health care. Yeah, we all want this. And then it's like the news media and everyone being like, Bernie Sanders, no one wants this. You're too radical. Not it's anymore. Just like, not, that's, yeah, that, it's like that has ev- stopped, ev- though. Now, now there's this media thing that's going on where they're like, they're kind of trying to shine the light on Bernie because they realize that there's nothing they can do. I mean, that last debate, CBS fucking tore into him. Like, they were still trying. Like, like the Republicans, like, here it comes. Crazy Bernie's going to come out. We're going to see it right now. Uh, I love that term, crazy Bernie. It's like my favorite thing ever. What is like it's, the, the? It's like he's like a. It's like he's like a clown or something. He's going to come out. They're like, you've heard of Charles Entertainment Cheese. Now get ready for crazy Bernie. And yeah, he but, comes out. He's like fucking with a tambourine, a sparkler. He's like slapping shit. It's like. All right. So anyway, yeah. So what's going on uh, with Roger Stone? Donald Trump is saying that. Roger Stone didn't even work on his campaign, even though there's like documentaries about it. And like, it's very public knowledge that Roger Stone worked on his campaign. And now Donald Trump is separating himself from him. And also he called out a juror. I mean, we get to see this with the, um, like what we talked about last time with all these fucking, you know, federal judges being like, what the fuck's happening? We need to retake the, you know, Department of DOJ, the Department of Justice. Yeah, Pepper, it's fucked up, baby. Well, my pepperoni. I'm going to the Sanders rally Saturday. He's gonna uh, be there. So that sh- yeah, yeah, it should be lit. Where is that going down? Commons. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Hopefully, the homies will show up. It's gonna be uh, packed should- out down there. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh. I'm stoked. Yeah, it'll be it'll be super packed. But it's the commons, like it, it it's fucking huge. So, you know, I think everybody will get in. No, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Even if even if you don't get in, just stand there. I mean, right? Oh yeah. But when I when I saw Bernie Sanders speak in 2016, I didn't get in, and uh, he he addressed all of us afterwards. He came on, spoke for fucking 35 minutes to an you know to the overflow crowd. You got anything else to say? Uh, the only thing I got to say to you is I love you. Love all our listeners. Amen to you. Amen.